Alex, we're here. Adam, we are still here. How are you? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm uh, I'm I'm good. I'm very good. We're halfway through the NHL season. It's going by pretty quickly. It has, yeah. No, I I thought this year. I I don't know why I thought this year would be any different. I thought it'd be uh, a slower year, and it has not been that at all. It's the sort of first return to normal season too we've had in a couple of years too. Yeah. Um, you know, even if it's going by quick, let's not add more games to the schedule, Gary. Remember that story was circulating a couple of years ago? I mean, the years like a couple, a couple of weeks months ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like can we not? Please, no, eighty-nine games or something. We don't need that. No, that doesn't need to happen. We don't need that. I mean, it's more leads for the Canucks to possibly blow. But... Ooh, hey, hey. is that where we're going to start once again? So here's the thing, Alex. I was looking here, and, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, I, I'm putting sort of the shell of the show together, and I'm thinking, okay, where do we start here? Because there's so much to talk about, but here's the problem, Alex. If we open with the Canucks, it's not just we start with the Canucks. We then have to decide which Canucks story do we want to open with. Because yeah. there is so much. We, there we, is actually a stupid amount. We need like a jingle, as I, I think we've been naming it every episode. Today on what's happening with the Canucks, we need to uh, get a jingle or something. So we might as well start okay. with Vancouver, but this is what the whole show is going to look like. Is So we're halfway through the year. I was going to ask, how do you feel? But we're kind of past that. It's happened too late. Uh, but anyway, Vancouver, uh, I want to talk about the Blackhawks and also Seattle because they've been hot. Uh, Ovechkin hit a milestone for the season. Uh, McDavid is disgusting. I want to talk a little bit about Eric Carlson. I want to talk about the Sens, because we're not going to let them get away with losing 7 nothing on Hockey <laughs> Night in Canada. Wait, uh, what? Yeah, they lost 7 nothing. Yeah, man. Sorry, I, I, I did not. I, I was a little caught up with some new sports stuff, but I, I did not know it was 7 nothing. Okay. Yeah, no, it was it was bad. Yeah, no, no it was not doing well. Um, Some stuff, and that's more Canuck stuff I forgot to put in, but there's some stuff with Shannon Horvat. Um, talking a little bit about some trade stuff, uh, and then, of course, the Leafs and the Habs, and, you know, the Leafs, fun game against the Bruins, the Habs, everything to do with P.K. Subban. Uh, there's a Leafs game that Alex went to we can talk about. There's a Habs game I went to we can talk about. They were both against the Predators, which is fun. We might as well start with the Canucks. Yeah. Oh, Alex. Oh, God. Okay. So the Vancouver Canucks continue to be a soap opera, as it feels like they are every year. So, Alex, here's just like where we are here. I just want to quickly go off of some stories before we really go a deep dive here. OEL was a healthy scratch a couple of games ago. Uh, uh, that is, yeah, 31-year-old Oliver Ekman Larson, who has five years left of the $7.85 million cap it. JT Miller is still a highlight reel of lazy hockey, and let's never forget that his 8 times 8 deal kicks in next season for anyone. There's obviously still, like, we're going to recap some stuff that's already happened this season, but there's the lawsuit against Francesco Aquilini from his own kids. There's the Rachel Dory suit. Through 40 games, Alex, they have the most multi-goal blown leads all time. It's eight, by the way. Um, Jim Rutherford has been trashing Bruce Boudreaux all year. We basically know for a fact now that Rick Tockett's going to be the Canucks head coach by probably mid-February. Horvat got his low ball offer, and he was the second priority to JT Miller. The Tanner Pearson stuff, which is going to be, oh, is it just so much, Alex? There's so much. Luke Shen's probably going back to Tampa. That was fun to listen to. Of course he is. And they're going to circle back with Bo Horvat. But anyway, um, uh, man. Can I, before we pick a subject, because there's many of them to go to. Yeah, man. Can I just say, uh, do you know the soap opera, The Young of the Restless? My mom watches it. No. Really. It's a no. soap opera. It's, it's, it's a soap opera. My mom watches it religiously. Okay. If you are the, if you're the writers of, the young and the restless or whatever the days of our lives whatever general hospital i can i can keep the list going you got to uh-huh. call you got to call jim rutherford and uh, patrick alvin like you got to you need some inspiration they'll give it to you it, it really is a instead of a monster of the week type show it really is the tragedy of the bye week for the vancouver Canucks. yeah man they it's so bad when you can't stay out the news 
on the ice, but when it's off the ice too is the tough one. How about we start with Tanner Pearson? Yes, yes, yes. God. So November 9th, Tanner Pearson injures his hand. It was expected he was going to be out four to six weeks. Now, this past Thursday, when all of this really started to blow up, it was announced that he would not be returning this season after what was at least his third procedure on his hand. Uh, apparently, he may need more procedures that we should also mention. Now, uh, I believe this was the same day that they would then later in that time lose to Tampa Bay. And the only reason I saw people say they were in that game to begin with was because Tampa were trying too hard to get Stamkos to 500 goals. Um, still chasing that, by the way. But anyway, um, after that game, Quinn Hughes was asked about Pearson. He responded saying, quote, it wasn't handled properly. Now, this answer was edited out of the press conference the Canucks tweeted out with Quinton Hughes, which is never a good sign. Per Elliot Friedman, this was him talking last night. The PA will be stepping in early next week. So a few days, basically. That's a first. Uh, this, this is, I know, right? <laughs> so, and Alex, the, the best part about this, this is all blowing up during scouting meetings, too. So it has also been announced the Canucks will be opening an internal investigation to the matter. And then on Donnie and Dolly, Rick Dollywell was talking about there are apparently infection concerns for uh, Tanner Pearson. Um, concerns about this being career-threatening. Uh, again, I've mentioned this, and you've probably saw it, like, seen it all around Twitter, people, but uh, he will need more procedures, apparently. I think uh, Friedman, off, said, Friedman said at least one more. Which is just... You know, the, the question is, did Rick Dollywell mention this? How do you, first off, go from four to six weeks to career-threatening? Um, first off, I think we should say Tanner Pearson... Freaking best of luck trying to get his career back on. Yeah, uh, like first and foremost. Um, and, and just what do you add, think? No, I, I'm just gonna say, like, to add on to what you were saying, let's add in the fact that this is all. Uh, I, I believe they're talking about it on the Jeff Merrick show that this is all under a new medical staff is the way I understand it. Like there, there's been a transition from one medical staff from last year. Uh, to this one uh this year so it, it it's this is a really tough look on the on the organization i think you you have to say so on an organization who frankly doesn't look great right now like this screams and i i'm not trying to i, I i'm gonna make the comparison i don't care um this screams like the ottawa senators from a few years ago uh yeah i know i know what you mean yeah Never all, all the wrong con, things, con, and then... yeah, and continually being in the news. Mm -hmm. That's what it, it screams like to me, and it's just a very like what I think. Like there, there's certain things where we're talking about the things on the ice. I can excuse in a way. The issue I have now is we're to, we've been talking about someone's job and now we're talking about someone's career right like how do you how can you look at this situation and say they're literally jim i don't know who jim rutherford's trying to prove a point to but he hasn't either he hasn't done a good enough job or the guy he's trying to prove a point to coughed francesco aquilini by the way like this is who the if he's trying to prove a point that that's who it's to, mm -hmm. he's literally trashing a coach in the media and he's been doing it for quite some time now. And now the organization is dealing with a player who's had multiple surgeries over the last, what, 18 months, two years at least. So it's right? Tanner Pearson. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he's had before this year. Did he, uh, because I think right after his contract, he did have an injury too. I, I don't know his exact history. I know obviously from his days as a king, he's he's got some miles on his body, yeah. and this is just you know losing your wrist as a hockey player. I mean that's uh, that's that Claude Giroux back a couple of years. Remember when everyone was like, ah, oh, he's cooked. Yeah. Um, like it, it's it was also been mentioned that also you talked about the transition of the medical staff that Jason Dickinson wasn't very kind and didn't have some great words for that medical staff either. Uh, we should mention Quinn Hughes was then followed up about this. Um, and then, you know, when he asked, do you trust the medical staff? He said everyone's doing their best, which is just sort of, you know, 
you know, Quentin Hughes doesn't sort of speak out very often, but it seems to be when he does, uh, you know, he's sort of uh, like Quinn Hughes is such a funny guy when you're in the world of Twitter. Not because it's like he's he's not an active social media guy, but the facial reactions you always see from Vancouver Twitter about him. No. Um, not to mention this is one of the cornerstones of your franchise. But you see, here's the thing: is there wouldn't the thing of of Rutherford saying we hadn't heard anything about this until Quinn Hughes mentioned something. If this was just the opinion of one player, you wouldn't open a whole investigation. You'd have an internal discussion with the player, and this would be silence. You maybe give a vote of confidence to your medical team, and it's not a big deal. But having a big song and dance about an investigation, that means, you know, Alex, there's smoke, there's fire. That's what would really worry me there. Yeah, I just, I don't, I'm still, I'm just just a little confused on like how we got to this point. You know what I mean? So they're opening the investigation. They're opening, they're opening. You'd, but they they had report like Friedman had reported it, had he not or someone had reported that Tanner Pearson now needs to get another surgery. I remember seeing that earlier this week, and then mm-hmm. Quinn Hughes said, "I think this is or this has been handled poorly." And then mm-hmm. we get the investigation. So it wasn't the fact that this man this this player is getting has had three surgeries this year and needs to get a fourth. It was that Quinn Hughes said something. That's what sparked the investigation. You can't tell me that's not concerning at bare minimum. You, no, I like, agree with you. Right? How weird yeah. is it that because our star player said something, that's that's what set us off. Not the guy needs to have three surgeries this year. It was the guy saying, hmm, um, I think like there's something wrong here. Because Quinn Hughes said something, we need to launch the investigation. I I just, first off, not that I find it hard to believe. I find it very believable when it comes to this league. I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's, um, it just, no one sort of looks good here. Um, again, four to six weeks to career threatening. You, listen, you, injuries, you have setbacks. You know, yeah. I get that. But between, you know, November to now, nearly four procedures in that short of time. That's fishy to me, Alex. That's um, that's fishy. And man, whatever this, I, I, when are people going to ask? Is the investigation is the result going to be made public? Um, that type of stuff. I doubt it will be. But um, okay. So we know that earlier this year, or I should say earlier this season, because it's the start of the new year, so we should be careful of that. Uh, that Horvat was offered, the captain was offered the deal. It was turned down, and uh, it was subpar compared to the JT Miller contract. Now, it was also mentioned last night on 32 Thoughts, Hockey Night, all that kind of stuff, um, that right now they are not allowing Quinton Hughes to talk, sorry, not Quinton Hughes, Bo Horvat to talk to other teams, um, but they are going to make another run at signing him. Um, what do you make of that? Uh, they should have done that in the first place. Like, listen, I'm of the belief that you should resign Quinn Hughes. Um, uh, yes, obviously you should resign Quinn uh, Hughes yeah, when yeah. he comes up. Whatever. Sorry, I think you should resign Bo Hor. Like he's your. The thing is, is okay. The 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 question comes down to what is the goal? What's the end result? For what what does the what's the direction of the organization? I don't know. I I like yes, deep down I'm like, yeah, you should resign Bohorat. The guy has 30 goals already. His career high is his career high is 31. He is already at 30 this year. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I should like outside of the fact that he's having a career year, I think you should have re-signed him. Other, but the, now the issue I have is what direction are you going in? If you're planning on rebuilding, sorry, Bo. We like you. First off, you shouldn't have resigned JT Miller if that's the direction you want to go in. But you've already yeah. done that. He, he's uh, 
if you want to try to compete, go ahead. But uh, I, I don't know if you saw this clip. I don't remember if I retweeted it or not, but like there was uh, Thomas Drance was talking about uh, people saying that when Thatcher Demko comes back, everything's going to be okay. Like that's probably not the case. Like, that. well, he's, he's saying he, yeah. Like his whole point was that's dumb. Like that's not the problem here. Um, yeah. Like, what's the direction and then you have your answer if you think you're going to compete with this group of players then yes you resign bo horvat but if you don't if you're actually going to rebuild and by rebuild i mean trade bo horvat trade brock besser um trade connor garland and you know hopefully get connor bedard if this team gets connor bedard that that shit not that that changes the fortunes of the franchise it might but i think it expedites things considering you know he was literally on a five point game streak not a five game point or a five game point streak he was scoring five points a game i think he's good right uh, like yeah what is it like 80 points in 30 games or something? yeah like that's the type of player you could get and listen i'm not an advocate for tanking i'm just saying like the situation you're in. You know what helps sort of decide the direction your franchise is going to? What's that? The coach. Now, um, Alex, I, I, I don't think a lot of people expected Bruce Boudreaux to make it to January. Uh, I sure didn't. Uh, also mentioned on 32 Thoughts, and I think we're, I think Darren Dreger said it also a few days ago on uh, TSN Radio. Uh, and people have been saying Rick Tockett has given his four weeks notice to uh, TNT. I haven't seen that officially official, but the stuff that has been very reported is that in a few weeks, Rick Tockett will be the head coach of the Vancouver Canucks. Um, Bruce Berger was asked about this, and he basically said, I'm just going to wake up and go to work. Uh, I feel so awful for this guy. Um, I I still think this is... I, I, the, the amount of disrespect here from everyone involved for me is quite disgusting. Um, I, I just don't know how you can get off sort of just... Everyone knows it's going to happen. So just put the poor guy out of his misery here. It, What's it, the problem with having an interim for a few weeks? You have Mike Yo get behind there. the bench. Just let him... Let's let, let him throw this Do what he did down. last year. Yeah, like just let him go down and let, let's get her done. Like, I'll, I just want to add, and I don't mean to make this about other markets, but I'm going to because I don't care. Imagine, can you imagine if uh, Kyle Dubis or um, Pet Hughes came out the way Jim Rutherford? Imagine Brendan Shanahan or, um, well, I can't I remember Jeff his Gordon. name, Jeff Gordon talked the way. Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin have about we're just flat out like Dom Ducharme sucks. Yeah, like yeah. you had I mean, Do- you brutal. had you had Dominic Ducharme as your as the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens, and I don't think I heard a word from Kent Hughes or uh, Jeff Gordon that slandered that man. No, the way no, they, they have. Were, oh man, I, mean, I don't. I don't. Ducharme understand. tried to. Uh, Ducharme and both Babcock tried to slander the people above them on their way out. Let's oh get, yes, yeah. Let's yeah. get that. But, <laughs> you know. but I, I just—it's crazy how this has been going on for so long, and that that hasn't even been the top of the list of things to complain about. I don't know if that says more about, about Vancouver or the state of that organization, but it's uh, a lot, man. Man, I, I, yeah, no, I, I think you're, I think you're spot on. Like, I, the disrespect, like, listen, Bruce Brodrow is probably going to get another job. Fair? Like, yeah, do you think this yeah, was correct? I, I, I don't think, I think everyone knows what's going on, like, going on in Vancouver. I don't think this is going to be like a career ending, uh, job for him. It, right? Like, is that, is that fair to say he'll probably, get another job in the NHL, whether it be yep. an assistant or a head coach. Yep. Yep. Fair to say. People that like is him. that that is the only positive outlook on, on all of this. There's no uh, there's no pot like positives for Bruce Bruger here. I think you're spot on. Like this guy has been ripped and he has taken it on the chin. Um I think that's enough for the Canucks for now. Um 
We yes. will revisit them. Don't worry. We always do. I uh, hope I he goes. Wait, one. So I was gonna say, I hope he goes on a podcast, and I hope he tells the entire damn story. He won't, unless he retires. Then he might. But I really hope he does one day. I think one person's like, "Is he gonna write a book?" And he's like, "I'm too lazy." But that would be really good. Uh, also reported last night, Elliot Friedman saying that Tampa Bay do have interest in bringing back Luke Shed. Talk about Victor Hedman having a down year. Bring Not a bad Shed. partner to bring back for him. Yeah. And you're just like, no, I want him. Uh, Could you imagine, yeah. Alex, how would you feel if um, Luke Shen goes to Tampa and Bo yeah. Horvat goes to Boston? Do the Leafs get anything? or we're just... No, no, they, they they miss out. This is their On guy. everything? Yeah, they uh, miss out on everything. Timo Meyer goes to like, Carolina. I think this year I'd be pissed. Would like, you just you... say, like, would you just serve Kyle Dupas his, his, his nose termination there and then? Um, I mean, yeah, if they lost in the first round, yes, I would serve him, serve him his papers personally. Oh. <laughs> They're so gonna, I, I hate, I hate, I hate this division. I hate it so much. So do I. Detroit's been weird this year, though. Yeah, man, they, just, they waved Jacob Vrana and they just waved Alex Nedeljkovic this afternoon. Yeah, that's insane. That's very crazy. Um, also, on 32 Thoughts, stuff we can mention quickly, Jeff Merrick saying Arizona are open to trading Kirill Vamelka. Um, I ask, how does this team ever take a step forward? Um, I think if they do that, they should be fined for extremely obvious tanking. I mean, <laughs> like this man, doesn't, it, we it haven't doesn't... talked about Chicago yet, but if anyone needs to be in Chicago right now. Yeah, no. I... <sighs> Yeah, it's, but it's, they trade, it's like but when but it's like when Buffalo literally traded every single goalie who can get them a win. It's yeah, like yeah. is anybody watching this or is it just the fans? Like you think oh, they'll they'll no call Andy? back uh Harry Sateri? Who the coyotes? Yeah. Maybe uh, you never know. He'd have to go through waivers first. Oh man. I mean the <laughs> Oh man. Also uh, Elliot Friedman mentioned that uh Boston and David Posternock are making progress on the deal. Now this made me mad. He stressed to not make too much of it, but you mentioned it on Hockey Night in Canada when they were playing the Leafs. Elliot, uh, Elliot. You, that's you radioing yourself. Brother. He knows Sorry. what he's doing. Dude, so, so you I, know, I, I, I will make a big deal of it. Elliot. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. I, yeah. They'll re- I mean, listen, I He's gonna resign in Boston. Like he's not going to market, right? Yeah, like, Boston. like he's not. He's just not. He's gonna take league minimum. Remember, he said he doesn't care about so, the money. Like, I was thinking about this. People yeah. don't really leave Boston. They moved on from Tory Crew. Chara, yeah. I can't quite remember. Krejci was a Krejci. They brought him back. He came back. Bergeron came back for the year. They move on from players. They don't. Uh, you know, you don't leave Boston. You know what I mean? Just feels like that. And they re-signed Pavel's Laka yeah. for a bit too much money, I thought, but whatever. That's a good point. I didn't think... I've never thought about it like that. You're not allowed to leave Boston. You just don't leave. It's just... You're there to stay, man. Unless they don't want you, then, again, Tory Krug was like, yeah, I didn't get an offer. And it was like, it's just, you, you just... Listen, it happened yeah. in Boston, man. Um, but, like, oh, he's going to be... Like, listen, he's... He's gonna stay. Like I'm not. I'm not. Not that I should be worried. I'm worried that he is gonna stay. I guess would be would be my answer to that question. But do do NHL fans not respect David Pasternak enough? Because I see when people Ooh. are like, "Oh, he's gonna get eleven million dollars," and people are like, "That's too much." And I'm like, "Pardon me." It is a hell of a lot of money. What? Uh, let me just look at. He'd be worth it. Uh, he. Because here's the thing. We always talk about the great goal yeah. scorers, and we think of Ovechkin of the past, Stamkos, Matthews. Pasternak's always up there, man. He's always up there. Yeah, no, no. He has. Like, I'm just looking at – he scored thirty at least 30 goals in six of his nine years in the NHL. Now, 2020-2021, he played 48 games, uh, and he had 20 goals. So let's just assume he would have been on pace – Hundred percent. For 30. You know what I mean? He's like, amazing, man. Yeah. And then his it was his first two years when he was 18 and 19 years old when he didn't score 30 goals. You know what I mean? Like he yeah, he's he's good. He he's good. It. Yeah. No, he's worth a eleven. It's a lot of money, but it's he's definitely worth 
eleven million dollars. No, he's if that's what he gets. Like the, now, if I, it's like he's asking for eleven, and then they'll maybe it'll end up nine or ten million. I don't know, but yeah, the, I think the thing, and the I'm not just going up it. too eventually, Alex. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't gonna bring it up. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but I, I was gonna say like the thing with Boston is okay. Honest question: Where does he sit in terms of the best players on that team? Is he the best player on on that team? I think at his age now, I think he's eclipsed Marshan. Think he okay. has. Okay. Um, is he better than McAvoy? See, the the position thing is different, isn't it? Um. Well, be, here here's the thing: Is David Pasternak a top fifteen player? I think you could say so. You can make an is, argument. Is McAvoy a top fifteen player? Yes. I think you can make an argument. He's a t- McAvoy. He, he's a top three. The McAvoy could be in, in the argument for top three defenseman in the NHL. He can for the push himself years. into the conversation. Correct. Like I think Pasternak can try and push his way in. Um, I think they're still both elite players. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. It's difficult to say, but he's at least. I think it's so funny to say he's a top three player on the Bruins, but because, but it's the it's like saying you're top three on the Avs. It's like yeah, yeah okay, but that's most other teams. Like how many teams do you put David Pasternak on, and he's instantly their best player? Um, let me pull up the. Let me just pull this up. Like, uh, I feel like there's a good number, a of good them. chunk, a, a good chunk of. Of player, uh, is he better than Patrick Line and Johnny Goudreau? I'd yes. say, yeah, best yes. player on the Blue Jackets. Is he better than Jason Robertson? I think that's a very good debate to have. That, that's a great debate to have. Uh, I would probably argue yes, <laughs> personally, but I I could understand why you went. Like I'm just go. I'm looking through. Like he's if you plop him on almost any team in the Pacific, he's the best player barring Edmonton. Yes, yeah, no. I think, I think you fair. could uh, maybe Vegas, but like I would argue, he could be the best player on Vegas. Him, him, or I was thinking of that. I'm like him or Eichel. I think it's it's very close in the central um, in the central Colorado. That's it. Yeah, and you could even <laughs> say is he doesn't see the the same style as game as Miko Rantanen, but I think I would argue that they're. I would say they're the same tier. Yeah, you know what I mean. I would say again different styles, but if we're just. Okay, I think let, he's good, man. I think he'll make me, it. Okay, last, this is my last comparison. Sorry, like, would he be the best player on Florida? I was just thinking. Ooh. I know you love Sasha Barkov, so I do I'm, love I Sasha Barkov. Uh, he's not the all-arounder that Barkov is. Kind of like it's kind of like saying, is he as good as Patrice Bergeron? It's offensively, he's easily the best player on 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 the, the Cats. I'd say. And I'm okay. acknowledging that that Kachuk's having a monster year, but all around, I think it's there are not many players better all around than Sasha Barkov. For sure, you know, let's sure, say that. Sure. But I think he's better than Huberto. Okay, yeah. Uh, um, you know, I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, I I agree yeah. with that too. Um, if he was a free agent, by the way, and if you're the Calgary Flames, I mean, they need an elite scorer. Man, how good would he look as a as a Calgary Flame? But yeah, it's just not going to happen. No, uh, it's not going to happen. He doesn't mm-hmm. seem like the kind of guy who would like outburden other. <laughs> unfortunate no for the, unfortunate for the two of us, he will be in Boston for a while. Uh, we don't need him. We have Coe Caulfield. Uh, anyway, uh, we could talk about the Habs. Um, so uh, I don't care about the Islanders game last night. I just I don't care because I want to spend the Habs segment talking about the game against the National Predators. Was it as boring it. as you can imagine? As, as uh. Uh, as you'd expect, the Islanders game. The Islanders game. Yeah, it wasn't so much boring. It's just that the Habs weren't willing to play hockey until the third period. Awesome. Um, which, That's which a rebuilding team, if you if you if I've ever seen one. I mean, it was that was you a big I mean? story for them last year. Anyway, yeah. um, I want to talk about the Preds game that here yeah. in our lovely Southern Ontario was blacked out. So lucky I went to the game. Um. A real character win for the Habs. So first off, I, we should mention, uh, P.K. Subban did mention that Jeff Molson was the one who reached out to him not long after P.K. retired to organize the whole night. Um, the homecoming, as it was sort of said, um, it, when you went to the game, they gave you like the cutout cardboard face of, of oh, P.K., cool. which, was, which was pretty fun. Uh, a tremendous speech, which I think we were all expecting. Uh, amazing coat. Dressed so well, yeah. by the way. I'm um, bringing out the young girl Mila got the chant going for her too. 
mentions and shouts out Elise Bellavo, who couldn't be there because he knew it had to happen. Um, the whole night, the thing around the Bell Center, um, it, it we'll get to the details in a second, but yeah. my God, Alex, it was uh, it was perfect. It was everything I think, except for Andre Markov not being there. I think it was any and everything Habs fans could have wanted for that return. Yeah, and I think especially for a guy like PK, like we obviously don't need to revisit the stuff before. I have my opinions on it, but we don't need to re- revisit. God help revisit. me if this podcast had started when that trade happened. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we won't. We don't need to revisit that um, that stuff. But like, I think it's a guy who deserved the and I and they were actually Friedman was talking about it. I don't remember. If, whichever platform he was on he was uh, they were talking about like he didn't get uh really get like a goodbye no one everyone kind of expected him to sign with a team and then he never ended up signing with a team so it felt like that was the goodbye that we all expected to happen but never really got to get to see so i think it was a guy who definitely deserved it from a market who like he devoted a lot of time on and off the ice for he mentioned, you know, I thought it was a really good part. Basically said to the crowd, you know, I think we had an understanding that, you know, and, and basically saying to the team there, you know, the, the Montreal fans will love you as, as long as you leave everything on the ice. And that's what PK did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not even just, and I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, we got to remember his last game in a uniform as a half. He was stretchered off the ice. Um, Alexi Yemelin. Man, oh, that guy loves taking out his own teammates. Oh, God, 2014. And I'm ready to accept it. I'm ready to accept it. Um, but, he, man, he needed it. It was it was just so special the whole day seeing everything on social media around him. Um, and, and the moment, Alex, when, man, uh, I can't. So his mic's sort of cut out, so you didn't really hear it. But on the Jumbotron, and you see Carey Price there. Yeah, and they do the triple low five, Alex. Alex, I, I, I am tearing up thinking about it. It was the perfect moment, and like the thing of those two, my, my, the wallpaper of my phone is that picture of the two of them with their arms around each other. Yeah. Um, the home opener at this year, at the start of this season, we got a real goodbye for Carey Price, and I think his partner in crime was PK Subban. Um. And Markov's a different part. Again, I've said I don't think PK wins in Norris without Andre Markov. But those two sort of in the same season getting their real goodbyes from the fans. Um, that's special, man. That is so, so, so special. And yeah. it, it, it's sad, too. Um, because it, it really feels like they were robbed of something special, that team together. And it felt like that cup run should have had PK as a part of it. Um, but, man. The triple low five was just like such fan service. I love it so much. Um, can I, I, I can I ask a question about that? Yeah. Okay, so I maybe I just didn't know it was a thing. I was oblivious at the time. Was there like controversy about that? So, can you, or can you explain that, it? I don't so mean to crap on the it, moment. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I think it is important because I don't think a lot of people, if you weren't a Habs fan, wouldn't really understand it. This is the younger fans. I. Period. I don't think we remember it. So it was a way, it was a celebration the two of them had, yeah. and it started as just something they just randomly started doing. Um, and Michelle Terrian didn't want them doing it. And he shut there it down. There we go. There we go. Um, so you know, and he was asked about it apparently a couple of days ago. Basically, said it was you know want to be around about the team. It's just, just old hockey bullcrap that doesn't make any sense. It was just a fun handshake. You know how the Bruins goalies have that? I think yep. have a celebration like that. It was legit just a win celebration. Remember, it was it was so sort of neat. It was put in one of the NHL games. Oh, and really? even in the later ones, if you had them on the same team again, they would still do the celebration. Oh, but no yeah, way. Tarion hated it because Michelle Tarion was awful. Um, So it was sort of like Habs Twitter all day was like, we just want to see this. And when Carrie was there, and then, oh, it's just, it was just such a, like, a, like, it was justice for the fan base seeing that happen. Um, but yeah, that, that's really what it was. Um, okay. Something else I want to mention about the game is I think uh, certain players really took to heart that message. Obviously, Caulfield had a pair of goals. Uh, he loves scoring when I go to games. I love it. 
Um, a three-point night for Jonathan Druin. Yuri uh, Slavkovsky, I don't know if you saw this, but he had a single shift, blocks two stinger of shots. The crowd are losing it for him. Had a big hit. Had a real game where, you know, last time we recorded, wasn't very high on the way he was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but his last few games, you've seen a real big ups- upswing. Um, and Arbor Jack Eye, I-, I thought, I was thought, I was like, this is what OHL Jack Eye must have been. The hits, I remember when I started watching that game, I don't know why I said it like that, but what, sorry, when I sat down and I thought, and you know, you're seeing Jack Eye do this, I remember I thought to myself, if he's going to fight anyone, it has to be Tanner Janot. Right. And what happens? He fights Tanner Janot. And it was. It was one of the most fun games I've ever been to. That second period especially was, like, sweating. It's crazy, man. Crazy. Good. Hell of a game. Good. Hell of a game. And it's nice that Molson was the one he reached out to. Because he, yeah. he he had he better apologize. You let that happen too, man. Yeah. You let the guy who pledged $10 million to the local goddamn children's hospital be trained. You let that happen, Jeff. You're not the blame is not off of you too, you son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, um, I also wanted to mention Yaroslav Askarov for Nashville, who made his NHL debut. Because Alex, when originally I'm like, I only recognize one of Nashville goal Nashville goalies. I'm like, okay, so that's obviously UC Soros, who you know yeah. I'm a big fan of. Yeah. And I see the other goalie. I'm like, who? I, I'm like, I was thinking to myself, who is Nashville's backup again? And I see on Twitter that Askarov's making his debut, and I'm like, oh, God, no. This is after all the grief I give Daniel about Yaroslav Askarov and my love for Spencer Knight, I thought this is going to be bad. I'm going to give my very uneducated opinion as someone who has never played the game of hockey about his play style, hoping Mm -hmm. Daniel listens to this. He is a weird mix of Andre Vasilevsky and Marc-Andre Fleury, that guy. In what way? Because here's the thing. First off, his athleticism is amazing. Like the guy can, the way the guy pulls the splits out is just like that. It's incredible to watch. But like Flurry, super energetic, like a fish in his, this, a flopping fish in his crease, but he can make the most momentum shifting saves that are just great, right? And he loves putting a bit of mustard on, on the gloves. He loves it. But he can let in Sutsaw. Like the Jake Evans, was it, no, it wasn't the Jake Evans goal. I can't remember actually if it was or not. But the one that like basically went off his arm that was god off, oh. and you're like, oh god! And it was every time he made a save, it was like he didn't know where the puck was. He is a very entertaining goalie to watch, is what I know this about Kristaps Askarov. <laughs> I like that um, one, entertaining. Yeah, he's a fun goalie to watch, but you know, there's a lot, there's a lot wrong with him though. But uh, he's got a call. He loved playing the. He nearly had a dang it moment the way he was playing <sighs> the puck. Like god. he was way too eager to do it. Brother, calm down. Brother, come on. Um, it's exciting yeah. you made his NHL debut, though. <laughs> yeah, I got to see it. And uh, luckily, he didn't win. Um, but, you know, uh, but I was ready. I was ready for it to be a long night. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, All right. Um, The Leafs. Okay. How was the game that you went to against the Nashville Predators? How was that? Uh, yeah, it was obviously always fun to get to go to a game and watch watch it in person. I got to say, though, it was uh, a little boring. That game was just felt boring. Maybe, I, I don't know why, it just felt like a boring uh, 2-1 game. And sometimes I'm not going to complain about it because I think that's one of the things um, that the Leafs have not been great at in the past is winning 2-1 games. Yeah. Always, you know what I mean? Like it just had it's just one of those things where um they just that the way they played didn't necessarily suit a two one game. And as Mark Spector would say, the playoffs are three two games. So I'm happy we were both thinking about that. Okay, yeah. It's uh dude, Mark Spe- Mark Spector lives rent free in my head. I don't I don't I'm not afraid to admit it. Um but yeah, it's I, also and, Nashville. It's also Nashville. Yep. And so, but like, I think for me, it was watching them play without Matthews because obviously Matthews missed that game and the Detroit game was really interesting. I don't think I've seen a game without Matthews in actually quite some time. Um, so it was interesting to see and obviously getting to see 
Bobby McMahon. By the way, I've been calling him Bobby McCann for like a week before this. Um, and I had like, I, I was just waiting for him to score because I had a cheesy tweet, which was going to be, who needs Jared McCann when you have Bobby McCann? But it, it was turned out it's Bobby McMahon. So that screwed me. Um, but it was, it was nice to see uh, him make his debut too. And I like, uh, I like what the Leafs are doing in that aspect of like, obviously you all you'll always have, or they'll always have uh, Wayne Simmons or let's say Kyle Clifford or who else, like just name. They have a couple veterans in the AHL who you can throw in there and they'll probably do that when the playoffs come around. If someone goes down, but I, th- I enjoy what they're doing during, during the, um, regular season when they're giving the younger guys minutes, right? Like they've done that there. They did that with Pontus Holmberg and that guy's literally kept an NHL spot. Yeah. Right. Like, so it, it gives you an idea. They did it on, uh, they did it when everyone was down on the back end with uh, Hollowell and Philip crawl. So it's, it's just a way of, I guess, evaluating what you have and what you need, I guess. Um, but other than that, the Nashville game wasn't like uh, there was nothing cr- uh, crazy that happened. Uh, I, we could talk. We could we could skip over the Detroit game. This was my note for Detroit. Uh, do we care? Do you have anything to say about the officials who were very much in the crosshairs of Leafs Twitter? Also, uh, shout listen, out I'm Andy Nether Bencherov. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't forget that. This you know my stance on blaming refs. I'm not part like I'm not particularly a fan of blaming refs. You like I don't do that often or ever. Like I don't blame the refs for a Leafs loss. I've never I I I've I've never done that. If, you did have PTSD to Justin Hall's pick though. A couple of days. That's ago. I did. Well, you that was a na- that. I, yeah. But again, like I, it was just annoying because of the amount of picks I've seen. Like it's like, dude, like. Are picks legal or illegal? Like, let's just make a decision. Like, let's yep. let that. Yep. That's my only, my only thing. But like, I'm not saying that's the reason the Leafs lost that game. Listen, if they they could have scored another goal, there was plenty of time uh, left. But what I will say about the officials is this: Daryl Sutter. What do you think? Remember what Daryl Sutter said? Man, I've Leafs Twitter hasn't let me forget. Listen, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I'm not blame. I will not blame the refs for for losing a game. I won't. I won't. It's just one of the okay. things I won't do. But I will say, Daryl Sider, Daryl Sider might have been wrong. So last night, then we can talk about the sure. game against the Bruins, where God. just over a minute left, Boston get the lead, they win the game. Um, this is a tweet from Crypto Bro Chris Johnson. Um, you know, um. Quote, fantastic game in Boston tonight. Another Bruins Leafs best of seven would be something. Um, Alex, do you agree with that? Would you like to see that happen? Um, geez, it would be something. It'd be a very, uh, it'd be a, I think hockey wise, I think it'd be a great series to watch. I think it'd give me some extra stress that no, I don't no, we, we, I was about to say, we don't care about the hockey fan. I want to hear Leafs fans, Alex. Oh, I, yeah, it definitely produce uh, produce some stress. That being said, it would be nice like if they're going to make a run. I guess they're going to have to go through their demons, as uh, Paul McLean would say. I got demons everywhere. This would all assume they win around, right? Which I was unaware of last not. night. Which I was unaware of last night. Unless Boston just complete, unless Tampa goes on the run and the Leafs and Bruins just sort of stagnate. Yeah. So the, I, I'd love it'd be a be an interesting series to watch at this point because remember the last time, um, these teams played, it was. Matthews, Mar- Matthew, Mar- Matthews, Marners, and Nylander's second and third year. So it's that was been, also the uh, was that the uh, I just felt we should have had Patty out there here. That was the yes, uh, that would have been the second time they played, I believe, oh. if I remember correctly. 
Just had to because, put my Mac in. Sorry about that. All good. Because, yeah, then Babcock got fired in November when everyone was pretty much in agreement. You should have just fired him in the summer. But whatever. That's yeah. besides the point. Um, yeah, it'd be a stressful series. I, I I will say that for sure. That Boston game, uh, Boston series. I'd be a cool series to watch. Definitely stressful. Like, here's my argument with the playoffs, and I why I I'm not particularly a fan of picking and choosing. Like, oh, we got to play this guy here. We got to play that guy here, dude. If you're gonna win the thing, you're gonna have to go through the best teams. Regardless, I'm on the like same that, page as you. Like, yeah. like that. That's just that's just the way. That's just the way it's going to go. Like whether you play Pittsburgh, whether you play Tampa, whether you play Boston, whoever you play in the first round, you're going to have to play the best teams because for, like I understand from an experience wise. Oh yeah. It's great to, it, it's great to win around. Cool. But that means nothing. If you don't win the Stanley cup, G- getting to the, frankly, to me, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals doesn't mean anything. Are you winning the Stanley Cup? Yes or no? Do, like it, that. That. You, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I was just gonna ask is the, if there was any if you even wanted to talk about the game itself, but it seems like the bigger message after the game was, you know, they lost to the Bruins. This is the team you're gonna have to go through to win the cup. So yep. I think it just sort of goes to what you're saying anyway. Yeah. But. yeah. I, I will. There's one thing I think over the Detroit and Boston game, I think there was a recurring theme. And obviously ever since his return, actually, he's been a recurring theme and that's Morgan Riley. And he hasn't been fantastic, nor has Morgan Riley really ever been fantastic, to be honest. Um, can we just give him TJ Brody back? Like what? Like, I know he's on IR right now. But can we just give him TJ? Like, why is this? Why does this need to be like a mind game here? Like, Timmins was a was a certainly a decision. By T- Timmins was a tough one. Uh, I think Hall he played with like that was a tough one. Like, I understand like you're in a bit of a conundrum right now because TJ Brody is once again out. But when TJ Brody's back, can it just be Riley Brody, uh, Giordano, Hall, Sandy, and Lilligren, and then you somewhat. Like, listen, I last year I was very hesitant of Sandy and Liljegren. I've kind of changed my mind on that pairing now. Like, I think, especially Liljegren more so than Sandy, but Sandy, I think, has shown uh, he can take a few steps. But Liljegren, I think, has really solidified himself in this lineup where he's at a point where, like, if we're game seven or game five, six, or seven, like, he's in the damn lineup. Like there's no, yeah. yeah. Uh, I prefer Justin Hall. No, no, no. Timothy Lilligren's in the lineup, right? Um, like, can we just go Brody, Riley, Brody, Giordano, Hall, uh, Sandy, and Lilligren? Like, can we just do that? Like, let's just call it a day. And then if you bring someone else in, we'll go from there. But like, let's give like let's give Riley TJ Brody back. Okay, <laughs> like I'm done you know with. Who's a reliable top pair defenseman? Who you know? I'm, now I'm here's the thing: my, I'm going to lose my never... mind if you say Joel Edmondson or David. <laughs> neither of them are. Neither of them are reliable or top pairing defensemen. Listen, David. Okay. okay, all right, no, right, yeah, right. You know, right. I'd rather um, play Luke Shen with with Morgan Riley than either of those guys. Listen, David Savard has one move, and it always works. Have some respect. Um, just quick stuff because we are going a yeah. little long yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, the Leafs, uh, it does sound like the 2024 All-Star game is Toronto bound. Uh, we're going to go to that, I would assume. Sure. We can if we can try. Prices aren't complete crap. If I don't need to just blow my bank account, yeah. <laughs> I mean, which probably means they're not. Anyway, um, <laughs> OV hits 30 goals. He's 84 away from Wayne Gretzky. Uh, wow. I thought I mentioned that. Uh, wow. McDavid clinches point per game status in game 44. That's uh, disgusting. Yeah. He's at 83 points in 45 games played after last night. He will probably hit 90 by February. <laughs> I, I, I cannot forgive the Edmonton Oilers for like pretend if they miss. I just, I want to say I told you so at the start of the year because I yeah, was wrong go, about so many other teams. No, it's but okay. if, I, if I'm right with Edmonton, I will never let that go. Um, How much? Ma- man, <sighs> do you imagine McDavid setting up Cole Caulfield next year? That could be 
It's gonna be great. Stop it! Stop it! Be fantastic! Stop uh, it! Yeah, Stop you, know, you got it. a quick note there. <laughs> On what, McDavid? McDavid and Caulfield. Yeah, shut up. He'll may he'll find listen, Gary will make Gary will not let that happen, by the way. Listen. Gary will not listen. allow Connor McDavid to be traded into or will not allow Connor McDavid to be traded to a team in Canada. Um that's just the my Sens lost, yeah. the, the Sens lost seven nothing to Colorado last night. Also, they lost the Twitter war between Stutzla and Caulfield. Let's see when the votes are made official who won, but it better be Caulfield. You want to have um, a conversation about the Sens? I don't think we have the time. We can save that really? for next next episode then, but like, sure? we need to we need to have a conversation about the Sens eventually. Okay, because um, they're not great. No, they're not. No, they're only like, <laughs> oh two places God. ahead of Montreal. They're four points ahead of Montreal. It feels like to bring Cat's an average player on that team, and it's like, how did you I know like Norris may be coming back soon? I think someone was saying he should be, which is Wednesday. good for him. But yeah, um, but you know, whatever. Uh, apparently, the asking price for Eric Carlson per Edmonton Oilers broadcaster Rob Stafer, Stoffer, I don't care, said the Sharks want three first-round picks for Eric Carlson. Shame on them! Shame, and shame, if, if shame it's on true, them! If it's true, if I, I'd like to hear from a bigger name, um, uh, and apparently to this guy, wasn't, Sarah, wasn't it Sarah Velli who reported it? No, Cervelli said according to reports, and then he oh, did his article okay, about okay. why they may have credence to it. Oh. Uh, but no, it wasn't. It was this Bob Stafford guy. Oh um, my gosh! <laughs> and according to this guy, hold on. Again, it's according to this dude who I've never heard of. We got to be careful here, Alex. Um, they're also apparently, according to this gentleman, willing to retain eighty percent of the contract. That would bring his AAV. To nine point seven seven. Oh my God! Shame on the San Jose Sharks! Shame, yeah. shame, shame! I bring all the shame upon them for that. That's, dude. That's what Jacob. That's what they're asking for. Jacob Chikorin. No, remember oh, you brought up the yeah, the Chikorin ask. We're done. We're done with Carlson. No, we're done. Uh, we're done. It's the he's the best defense in the world now. He's back. He makes eleven million they, dollars. Stop. Man. Imagine, yeah, but they want to go less than 10. Imagine if they get more for Eric Carlson than the Sens did. It'd be pretty fun. Anyway. Wait, yeah. That's um, inexcusable. Chicago are um should be fined. Um, they were down 6-1 at the end of period number one last night. They end up losing 8-5 to to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Alex Stalock in relief got a Bronx cheer after making a save, uh, which was pretty bad. They sit two points back of Anaheim for last with two games in hand. And and they might not even trade Patrick Kane. Which uh, will be very funny. They were talking uh, about him trading, about him resigning and then trading him last year. Because he's like Next hurt or something sorry. and they yeah. want to. I mean, man, who cares? Who cares? I don't care about Patrick Kane. I, okay. the, the, the love for him is is I'm done with it. I don't care. I'm going to call out whoever acquires him. Um, I don't want to hear it. Anyway, I, I, don't, I don't think he's a good person. I, I think he's cooked. Um, you think he's cooked? I think he's kind of cooked. He's old, man. I don't know. Okay. He's who... old. Okay. What's the last thing? Or are we going to? No, there's one last thing. Um, okay. Seattle are apparently oh, yes, the first yes. team in NHL history to sweep a road trip of seven or more games. Uh, wow. They were also the team that handed Boston their first regulation home loss since April 2022, shutting mm-hmm. them out 3 nothing. And rumor has it they're hosting, or have I don't know who the host is, having an outdoor game against Vegas next year yeah, or a yeah. year after. I think it's next Pretty year. jokes. Um, I don't know if that's been confirmed yet, but yeah. I think Friedman confirmed it. I want to say, dude, Poor they have Columbus. been, they, they have, they've been pretty, obviously been pretty good. And, um, you know, this is, a, I, I want to bring this guy up in particular. This is a guy we probably haven't talked about since the expansion draft, to be honest. Uh, Vince Dunn. Dunn. Yeah. Yeah. Vince Dunn, man. He's having himself a decent seat. Like he has 31 points in 42 games this year. You know like, who could like, probably use Vince Dunn? Who? Maybe the same Lewis Blitz. Maybe yes, the same. Pr- probably. 
They probably could. They probably could. But I think we should talk more about Jared McCann. Yep. (laughs) Matty Benares too is looking good. Actually, I I actually want wait. I want to talk about Martin Jones, who's twenty one five and three, and has a save eight ninety five. That is disgusting. Matt, where is Philip Grubauer and the other dude? Um, what's his name? The guy from uh, Florida. Chris Drieger. I think Drieger's no, injured. What? Drieger's Drieger's been injured. Yeah, he was over the world, yeah. didn't he? Where's Grubauer? He's playing. Is he? What are his stats? Uh he's four, seven, and one. I'm sorry, he's not playing a lot. Man, no. what happened? Um also oh god, what was it? Um uh Sprong's been amazing. I remember once I was playing NHL, one of the GM modes from the game that's yeah. been the same for six years, and uh, I had Sam Steele as my fourth line center, scored thirty goals <laughs> as the fourth line center. Um, which you know, so like Daniel Sprong, that's the standard, buddy. Picked him up in fantasy because I'm sick of Michael Bunting not producing the moment I pick him up. You keep picking this guy up. I keep picking him up, man. I, man, I, don't I wish you. it was a way of tracking how many times I picked it, up Michael Bunting. You and I've seen Mike pick him up a couple of times too, which is like bizarre. He's the last guy I thought Mike would pick up, but um, Michael Bunting, man, I don't, I don't know. He gets a lot of traction in in the league. Yeah, this is the way it is. It is the you know I, I'm thinking of names I might pick up. Here's what's annoying because Chris Letang is not available. You can't put him on IR. And so I've just been stuck. Yeah, you can't. I, I I don't understand. Yahoo sucks. Yahoo sucks. Yeah, who sucks? Yeah. Yeah, and Debrusque is gone, so I got to fill that. It's just a tough. It's a tough situation. The, for maybe the, you the should. Co- maybe you should pick up Ailey Tolvanen. I did. Oh, you did. You picked him up. I did. Oh, I didn't see that because I dropped Bunting and picked up Tolvanen. Oh, okay. I did not see that. Who's been good? Yeah, As since he got claimed by waivers, been very good. Yeah, five goals in eight games, my god. Yeah, man. God. Man, it's it's weird, eh? The moment he left Nashville, he's a machine. They yeah. just hate offense. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's it. Uh, you want to give the you, outro? Yeah, I can. We we've been going for an hour. I don't know if you want to do the the uh, sends. We can do it quickly, or you want to go more time? It's up to you. They stink. So here, yeah. let me just get this yeah, up. Yeah, so yeah. they're currently twenty fifth. Um, they're <laughs> they're they're less than five hundred. I can't even see that the Gary Batman's five hundred. I just let me see if I can get their scoring up here because I just don't understand why. So Kachuk's doing why good. they're so loud. Is that what you're wondering? On, just yeah, I just have some respect. Some are Pierre. <laughs> I, I'm just looking at them and I'm like, guys. I don't care about John Lucini, Luciani. Like, how's how's my guy Forsberg doing? Sorry, Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot's giving you a nine oh six, guys. Come on, give him a hit. Wait, where's it? You know, first off, actually, more importantly, how's Mark Audrey Fleury? I gotta go look this up. I, I just think you're a bit he of a hasn't joke. Played. Yeah, I think no, a bit of a joke as well. It's. Stay in your it's, lane, Ottawa. It's, it, yeah. Dude, those guys are so loud. I hate those guys so much with a passion. Um, they uh, they keep – like uh, I just don't understand what the issue is. You know what I mean? Like, Coaching? I'm just, Coaching? Okay. Yeah. When so, do we blame DJ Smith? I think they've been blaming DJ Smith for quite some time. It's like he the fans uh, have. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the fans have been blaming DJ Smith for quite some time, and I just don't know. That's at this point. Like I, I look at their roster and I say, okay, what do they need to actually improve on? Do they defense? And then the question is, okay, you add Jacob Cherry. Let's let's assume. On the high, I love how as soon as as soon as everyone was like, "Oh, Eric Carlson might be available," boom, everyone said Ottawa. Like, yeah, yeah. he's not coming back to Ottawa for three first round picks. First off, um, but I just I don't see how adding one piece like Jacob Chickering is going to change the fortunes of this change the fortunes of the franchise. Like, I think it's a bit different in the sense of Edmonton because all they literally need to do in Edmonton 
is just hold the fort a little bit. They have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl who are going to outscore everyone themselves. They will outscore everyone themselves. They literally need someone to just take out. Let's take a deep breath and then, and then let's go. And so that's who they need. Who the uh, senators, you you know, who a hall of, I think he's in the hall of fame now, an Olympic level defenseman who his advanced numbers always said he wasn't a positive. He wasn't a negative. He was always even. Nothing happened when he was on the ice, and that's exactly Who? what they need. Jay Bellmeister. The the Senators or the Oilers? Or well, both? More so yeah, the man. Oilers. Yeah. They need Jay Bellmeister. That's the type of player like, they need. But I think he works for the Sens, too, because I think, like, prime Jay Bellmeister wasn't an offensive threat. No. But he could move, like, he could move the puck well enough where it wasn't an issue. Like, it wasn't like watching... Uh, it's not like watching Nikita Zaitsev move the puck or Ron Hainsey on his offhand move the puck. Like it's not, it's not going to kill you, right? Like and it's it's why, serviceable. And that's why to replace Nikita Zaitsev, they With should Dave. pick up David Savard. I agree. I I agree wholeheartedly. Either I'll take team. Shane Pinto. The God. The. Uh, the I'll Oilers. Even, I'll even the, take Tyler Boucher off your hand. <laughs> the Oilers will get Joel Edmondson, and the Senators will get David Savard, and we'll make it a three-way trade for. And the Habs, no four-way, and the and the Leafs will get no. Evgeny Dodonov. Uh, how about no? Why don't you want Dodonov? He's got some skill and speed. Uh, I told you before, if they're gonna make a trade, you are going all in this year for the Leafs. That's yeah, my Dodonov. If Dodonov's uh, if Dodonov's if Kyle Dubas's version of going in, they are the uh, yo low key. He's been so bad. Apparently, uh, a Habs reporter had talked to like six scouts, and no one, none of them wanted. Yeah, I saw that. That's 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 tough. tough. That's like Ked Hughes, get to work. Don't worry. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, the the Senators, they had such a good summer. The Santa Frost. Like, Man, our, our champions of the off-seasons have been... Remember when the Devils didn't do crap? Yeah, yeah. The Habs, like, barring that finals run, were a bit of a mess for most of that shortened season. Um, but did we give the them champions of the off-season? They were, they were, they were mine. Or if that we went Calgary, but even that, so like Dan Vladar has become the starter in Calgary, and it's just all of our champions of the offseason have been complete. No, craps. but the, did we ever we did we ever give Montreal champions of the offseason? Like was it? They the, were it, our first. I think they were our first champions of the. Off-season. Remind me why did we name them champions of the offseason? Because they brought in Josh Anderson, they brought yes. in Jake Allen, yes. uh, they brought in Tyler Toffoli. Correct. They had a really good offseason. They did. They did. We yeah. should continue. Jake maybe. Allen was big. We should continue naming champions of the offseason. I, I enjoy I mean, that. if I get I, another finals appearance out of it. I, okay. I enjoy the doom and gloom of what we've created. Yeah, man. Um I will so say that we've been ch- pretty we've been pretty spot on about our, our dumpster fires, to be honest. Who did we say? The sharks? Yeah. Uh the um, ducks. Anna. We Anaheim were just confusing. They still confuse. Oh, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, that was a given. That, but you see, the funny thing about the Chicago Blackhawks is it wasn't even an all. It was a mix of on and off I stuff. Yeah, 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 it was. And yeah, because we're not going to talk about it, okay, Adam? We're not. Yeah, I can't wait for Patrick Kane to be a Leaf, and no we're one in Hockey Night ever acknowledges the Kyle Feet stuff. It's He's, just going to be. I love it. I, love I it. very interesting. I he has not actually been linked. Has he? Like, I haven't seen one person. I saw. I saw uh, Mike send me. Mike sent me one puck empire post that said them the rangers and the oilers were interested i thought friedman said that apparently kane and matthews do want to play together but that doesn't mean anything to me <laughs> yeah they said the same um, thing about mcdavid and matthews and i'm I just saying it's like you know how much i love the fact that they were so quiet about the world juniors on that broadcast the sportsnet um, you know, broadcast yeah but then as in but let's, what i mean but let's, what I mean, let's be real why they were quiet about the broadcast but, but what i but then all of a sudden once they care the this year one goal they were like oh connor bedard oh my god but we can't talk about i'm just saying that i think i just think that you know what i'm trying to say um i do but they were they didn't talk about them during the broadcast because they didn't have the rights 
Right. So, like, no, no. What the... I I don't mean. I mean the World Junior, the 2018 team. Oh, I see. And the yes, allegation. Yes, yes, no, yes, I, I, yes, don't yeah, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. Okay. No. Yeah. I'm like that's why they're yeah, no, no. talking. <laughs> yeah. Freeman Freeman says swore he would do more, so he just doesn't acknowledge Mitchell Miller anymore. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah, Pat Kane though. Huh? Great. Yeah. Even though you know, can't wait. Imagine if it's like if he is a Leaf and Adam Wilds. Like this is great. And then just be like, can we send him that Duncan? Segment once anyway. We should. Um, I I hate I hate how hypocritical Canadian media can be. Um, I know. Anyway, that's it. You want me to do the outro? Yeah. All right. Give me one second. So. Thanks for listening to another episode. No, no, I got this. I got this. Don't worry. Thanks for listening to another episode, the two on one podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you uh, subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to. If you can leave us, it's a hockey podcast. If you can leave a review, leave a review. Five stars would be appreciated. I mean, if you want to, yeah. Do you remember when we made the same sequence in that year two assignment and you got like 20% grade better than me? Even though we use the same footage, and that was the early days when we were like oh, a hockey it... podcast. <laughs> you, but we had different TAs, didn't we? It's just uh, we use the same footage uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. No. Check out the even... TikTok. Yeah, uh, check us out on we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, <laughs> uh, TikTok. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Uh, will we see them on Wednesday? Um, the wonderful fans. Um, can I? That's a, let me double check something. Okay. Because I got my new schedule. Uh, Wednesdays. This Wednesday, yes. Uh, I I may have something at six to nine every Wednesday. Oh boy. Um, we'll fix so, that. We'll fix um, the schedule. Potential. We'll fix it. No, not yours. We'll I, fix I our schedule, free. not your schedule. Okay, I was about schedule. to say, like, I I can't change that. <laughs> Uh, I wish I had that power, but you know, no, no, just, uh, I don't even have the power to get lower tuition when school's online. Remember? Oh God. We, okay. That's not, man. Our school sucks. Okay. Bye. <laughs>